Marco and I recently went on a little mini break. We're still together. Not like that. We went on vacation. <laughs> I wanted to. Okay. First, a little digression. <laughs> I, <Jeez. laughs> Don't you know I, how popular Friends is? <laughs> we were on a break. You got to be careful with your language. <laughs> All right. I want a little they digression. They were on a break, by the way. I want a little. They were on a break. <laughs> I want a little digression about language for just a second. I don't want any gruff about saying mini break because okay, weekend getaway sounds cheesy and like too long and cumbersome to say, and it's not like a full on vacation. And I know there are people out there. <clears throat> who get upset about Americans using like using British words and you know what too bad just too bad it's a better description of the event and if my GPS can say roundabout for a traffic circle then I can totally say mini break anyway <laughs> wow shots fired <laughs> pew pew <laughs> <laughs> so we were on a little mini break in a like a vacation a mini break vacation. Now it's getting worse that I have to describe <laughs> that it's not that we broke up. <sighs> Fine. I'll abandon it. Fine. I'll let all it right, go. All right. We were on a mini vacation. <laughs> we were on a mini little getaway in a town that is kind of near where we live. And it's like a cool, eclectic town upstate. You can probably guess what it was because I Instagrammed from it. But anyway, we had this day where we went to like every single shop and there was a ton of like restaurants and chocolatiers and cafes and ice cream shops. And because it was like a cold day, we wanted to spend a lot of time, you know, inside. So we're going, we didn't say no to anything, anything that was open, we went in. And that was really, really fun. And while we were doing this, it kind of occurred to me that I have a new favorite flavor. And so I thought that this would be a perfect thing to be our um, most broad, fickle and um, ephemeral topic ever. So <laughs> welcome to top four flavors of anything <laughs> in any combination. Just stuff we like to eat. Not even stuff, the flavor of things that we like to eat. Yeah, this this is when when Tiff first proposed this, I laughed and I started thinking about it and I'm like, actually, that's not a bad category. I mean, it's ridiculous in typical top four fashion, but we've done more ridiculous things. I mean, it, it makes so much sense, right? Like we've tried and eaten so many different things. And yes, certain flavors come to the top of the pile for, for some of us because we have like, you know, things that we prefer. But when you're talking about like more complex flavors or like flavors of of things that like you just you go to over and over again, sometimes we don't even get to talk about that stuff because it's not like a regular thing that just pops up in, uh, I don't know, like crackers and, and chips and ice cream flavors. It, it's more broad than that. It's kind of everywhere. And it's kind of fun to like have the same favorite flavor as someone like you kind of bond over that when you find like a weird flavor that like you both really like. Or it's also really fun to have completely opposite flavors of someone, right? Like when you're out with a friend and they prefer one thing and you get the totally opposite. I don't know. Flavors play such a huge role in our decision making when we are out when it's like smells of perfume if you are a perfume person or soap or even like the coffee you drink or anything ice cream like there's so many things that flavor plays a role in and 
and kind of guides our preferences. So yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this. There's going to be so much more to talk about than I ever thought. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, it's so potentially broad and in a way that kind of, I don't know, it, it kind of relieves a lot of the stress of like, well, I guess I don't really have to be limited by, you know, X, Y, or Z factors. And, you know, so, so to clarify kind of what you mean here, by flavor, uh, uh, do you mean one thing or like like one, you know, like an area of the tongue, like sweet and salty? Or do you mean like is is any combination okay? Like can you you know could you say something like I like you know cheddar and sour cream like that you know that is a flavor? Oh, totally combinations because some people like one thing and they don't like the other, right? Like honey can pair well with other things, but you can you don't have to like honey on its own. Okay, that makes but, sense. Like, you could like it with other. So there's like pumpkin spice people, right? Like pumpkin spice is like a giant flavor, which we have tried everything of. Um, yeah, I don't need any more of that flavor. Go see our pumpkin spice episode. <laughs> um, there's like vanilla people that don't really like a lot of really strong, harsh, sharp flavors, you know, and then there's like, like, also, I think chocolate people, the chocolate is well, there's very specific chocolate flavors. Like there's dark chocolate flavors and there's like white chocolate flavors. I know it's not kind of chocolate. There's that rose chocolate. Ooh, I love that. That's very um, good. And then there's like barbecue, right? Like even think about like people who love barbecue flavored things. Uh, yeah. But there's also like sweet and, and smoky of that. And I think that you can take a broad topic like flavors and then you can boil it down to like, do I like pumpkin spice or do I like barbecue or do I like chocolate or do I like vanilla? But then... In those things, there's like, do you like vanilla bean flavor? Do you like sweet barbecue or smoky bar or smoky barbecue? Like, there's so many different ways, and I think that as we get older, we get preferences from those things, and they do change, right? Oh, like totally. our flavors that we prefer. You know, it's no longer like a kid. I just want red. I want red flavor everything. Um, <laughs> sugar. As a kid, you want sugar flavored everything. So it's like it's kind of cool to pinpoint the things that you love, and that's what I found on our little mini vacation there we go <laughs> uh that like i kept gravitating towards this one flavor and every time it popped up i was like i need that thing and this is this is my new favorite flavor so we need to we need to rank some flavors let's do it so <laughs> i mean this is probably gonna be ridiculous well i mean it's us i guess i shouldn't be too surprised but anyway let's do some honorable mentions <laughs> actually i have kind of a different idea Okay. Um, I want to do our lists first and then talk about our honorable mentions because I have so many honorable mentions that I think that I'll start talking about honorable mentions that might be your favorites and they'll get over discussed. Okay. That's fair. So, <laughs> yeah. Over discussion is a big risk on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. No, no, no. It's so, like, I just don't want to repeat discussion. So I think, like, also, I'm going to get, you know how I get. <laughs> do i <laughs> boy do boy howdy uh i can easily get influenced and confused and i think that if i give my list right away mm -hmm. and then we can talk about like all the other beautiful wonderful flavors in this world then i won't change my list mid podcast we are brought to you this month by doordash you're just gonna <laughs> can jump right in there just did you, you need dinner? They have that. Check. 
You, you need maybe deodorant from the store? Check. Flavors of morning, everything. <laughs> even deodorant. You need a morning pick-me-up from Dunkin', maybe? Check. They have everything you need at DoorDash, whenever you need it, wherever you need it. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. And now you can also get grocery essentials you need with DoorDash, too. You can get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour. And it's super easy to order with DoorDash. You just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with a contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, Cheesecake Factory, and so much more. We personally used and continue to use DoorDash because it is really, really convenient. You know, there are so many times when, you know, you you just got back from a busy day and you don't want to cook dinner, you don't have time, or you're out of the stuff you need to cook dinner – you just go to the DoorDash app and you hit a few buttons and dinner just shows up like 20 minutes or a half hour later. Well, also, it's amazing. if you aren't sure of your favorite flavor and you just want to try a whole bunch of stuff while listening to the show without even leaving your home, you can just order a bunch of things and try them and it'll be super fun and easy. We're using DoorDash. Exactly. So for a limited time, you can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code TOP42021. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code TOP42021. Don't forget that's code TOP42021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash subject to change terms apply. Our thanks to DoorDash for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so let's do our number four flavors. Again, oh, oh, I hate committing to a list. I'm so excited to commit to a list. And then I actually, when it comes down to it, I, I'm like, oh, this is getting recorded and I'm committing. Okay, yeah. I mean, look, no one's, this is not like a legal contract. If we change our Sometimes minds. Sometimes I feel like it is. I know, but if we change <laughs> our minds in like, you know, 15 minutes after we stop recording, it's fine. Like only John Syracuse will be mad. Nobody else will be mad. So don't worry about and it. And I really like making him mad. So yeah, he's, he's probably always mad at us anyway. So there's nothing <laughs> we can do about it. So we might as well just plow forward. Okay, okay. Let's do our number fours and work our way up to number one, and then we'll talk all of the delicious honorable mentions. My number four should be no surprise. Maybe it's a surprise that it is number four, but it's dill. Mm. Anything with a dill flavor, I'm... I'm going to try it. Even if you manage to find dill ice cream, I will try it. Uh, I just... I really... (laughs) like the flavor and the smell of dill it is such a wonderful accent and i think it's it's not so common that it's really fun to like find and seek out and and really enjoy and i think that that's a lot of reasons why i like most pickly things because they do have a lot of that dill flavor a lot of greek food has a really strong dill element and it's one of those flavors that if it's left out of the dish that it kind of goes in you really, really miss it. And you're like, what is missing here? And it's, and it's usually the dill. Uh, yeah, I really like it. But it can be used very badly if someone is trying to be a little bit maybe too culinarily adventurous <laughs> and throwing dill into something. It could wreck everything because it's such a strange flavor to balance with. But yeah, dill number four. Yeah, I do feel like you have to be careful with almost any fresh herb, you know, because fresh herbs usually have pretty strong flavors. And 
the idea of using fresh herbs and things is very, you know, it, it can be a very good idea. They can be used very well. And it is one of those things that like, you know, budding chefs tend to uh, tend to go to, you know, as they're fancying up their their food and their palate. But yeah, if you use too much of it, or if you use it in a, in a context where it's, you know, not really a good pairing, uh, that could be, a, <laughs> it's, it's a bold choice. And it could be a little too bold in, in some cases. But I, I get that. that. That actually makes a lot of sense. So what's your number four? My number four, so for each of my main four picks here, I have the core flavor, and then I have a few things that I like as a combo with it. Ooh, I like how you did that. Thank you. Ooh. So my number four main flavor is fig. I love figs. In particular, those like squishy black mission figs that are like almost rotten when you get them. That's the best way to eat many fruits, and figs are among those. Uh, they, you should be able to like push it with your finger, and you should be able to just squish it with no pressure. Like that's that's a good black fig, and they, oh my god, they're just so good because a good fig tastes even better than the paste inside of a fig Newton. You, we do get a lot of um, uh, sexy, tasty noises from you during fig season when you get like. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, when you get like a really good batch of figs, you're always like, oh, this is so good. Because <laughs> they're really good. Like, look, some years, one thing that makes figs, you know, fancy and interesting to me is that you can't get them all the time. You can get dried figs all the time, sure. But those really good squishy black figs, you can only get those usually for like a few weeks in the summer every year. And some years are way better than others. Some years you buy them and they're just not very good. Like they're a little too tart or they're like weirdly under ripened or you, you can only get them for like one week because it just wasn't a good season or whatever happens on the way from, I think, California to here. Um, but, you know, some and in some summers you have like a great year for figs and you can get them all summer long and they're really, really good. And you get a lot of, you know, really high quality, nice, you know, nice, big, sweet ones. So it, it is kind of this exciting, exotic thing because you can't have it whenever you want. And, while you can get dried figs or like fig jelly and you know fig paste and stuff like that you can get those where whenever you want those are not as good like you know in in many cases if you get a fruit flavored product like a jelly or a spread or whatever a lot of times the like jellied or preserved version of it tastes better because they've just added a ton of sugar to it in the case of figs they have so much sugar in them already that the actual like biting into a good fig is actually like better tasting or very similar tasting to like a fig newton or fig jelly or whatever like that so it really is kind of like nature has spoiled us i mean there's probably been a good deal of breeding as well but like you know nature quote you know nature has spoiled us with something that is basically a dessert like right off the the tree and that's that's pretty cool so i love fig flavor it's really really great it is i mean obviously it's a lot of sugar yes uh, and that's that's a big reason why i like it uh, because sugar is delicious but also there is other complexity to that flavor that you don't get in in necessarily other fruits like uh, wasps yeah like like the wasp dissolved flavor. the dissolved wasp flavor <laughs> if you don't know about that look it up it's a real thing anyway fig is my number four core flavor and then pairing with fig I think the, I mean, you can just eat them by themselves, and that's how I usually eat most of them. But you can also, if you want to, combine them with goat cheese. Yes. And either honey or yes. like one of those balsamic vinegar glazes. Yes. And again, this is just, it, the goat cheese just adds, you know, tartness, which helps balance out the 
the fig sweetness. It also adds creaminess. And then, of course, you know, a little little drizzle of some kind of sugary thing like honey or balsamic vinegar glaze. Uh, obviously, just adding more sugar, but it's still really good. <laughs> and, and so that flavor of like fig, goat cheese, and balsamic or honey is such a good combination. And you, you can put you can have that just by itself with little slices of fig and goat cheese blobs on top, or you can put them on crackers, or you can have it as a topping to like fancy pizzas or put it in salads. Like there's so much you can do with that. And that 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 combination of you know fig and goat cheese is just so good. So that's my number four. I have fig goat cheese honey slash balsamic as one of my honorables because I love that combination. And if that is like a little what are they called canapes or is that that's like a little appetizer thing right uh sure sure Um, it might be specific (laughs) to some sort of food combination but anyway whatever um that if there's like one of those kind of things ooh, with puff pastry yes that is so delicious i completely agree with you but i'm always mad that fig is not a stronger flavor like it looks so strong because it has like this purpley rich color to Mm -hmm. it and like this kind of jelly inside it looks like it's going to be a really like punch you in the face flavor and then it's super (laughs) subtle and i'm always disappointed by that like i'm like where'd the flavor go and so when you maybe like something is up with our taste buds you can taste those subtle flavors a lot more strongly and i think that that's what makes you enjoy it more and i'm just i'm not tasting those as much and it always makes me a little sad because i want i want figs to taste like oh yeah like the way you have figs taste but they just don't but i like the combo like i like that flavor in with the other things that you mentioned so yeah figs are great but they didn't make my list. Well, I think one of one of the potential issues that, that you might be identifying here is that usually like w- when you get figs in restaurant dishes, they are never by themselves. They are almost always part of this ensemble with the goat cheese and the balsamic or the honey or whatever else. And I think part of the reason why is because it's probably really hard for restaurants to keep really great tasting figs in stock and available. Because I know from from just buying them in grocery stores, and I know restaurants get things a little bit differently, but I know from buying them that it's just hard to get them consistently. As, as I was saying earlier, like sometimes you just can't get them for you know a whole summer. Sometimes they're just terrible, and or, or sometimes you, you you buy a basket of figs in the store and you get them home, and like three of them are good, and and the rest are kind of so so. And when figs are not that good, or if they're under ripened, what they mostly taste like is nothing, or tartness, or wateriness, and so. Most most figs I've had in restaurants are not the best figs. The best figs I've ever had are ones I've just bought in the grocery store and happen to luck out and get a good basket. And then I come home and I eat it by itself. And it's strong enough in that case that I make those noises. But when... <laughs> oh, <laughs> but when, yeah. Oh, you got to taste this. <laughs> yes. But when I'm in a restaurant, usually the fig flavors there are much more, you know, muted or subtle because I think there's not they're not able to get very good figs a lot. <laughs> You don't pull in, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> Reference acknowledged. All right. All right. What's your number four? Uh, I, oh, you did it already. All right. Yeah, I did number four. Dill. Number three is, all right, this is like kind of oddly specific uh, to no one's surprise. Uh, it's rose cardamom. Because okay. I keep thinking about this rose cardamom lassi from Deshoom. And the flavors in that drink have stuck with me for years. I can't get that out of my head. I love the flavor of rose. I really like flower flavors and the rose cardamom like comparing those together. 
it was so amazingly magical that I I'm I'm never ever going to forget it. I've never found it anywhere else, but kind of in the vein of why this topic was discovered in the first place, if I ever see it out, I'm ordering it. If I ever <laughs> see any kind of like rose and cardamom anything in a cocktail, in a chocolate, like a fancy chocolate or something or anything, I'm going to try it. So, rose and cardamom because I can't not think of that lassi. Oh, I wish I had it right now. It was it was so good. It's one of those things that you try and you know that this is like forever changing you. You're like, this is now <laughs> something that I will consider as part of my soul because it is such a favorite thing. And it it just, it lines up so well with everything that I love. So yeah, Rose Cardamom, super out there. If anyone is in London and can go to Dishoom and try this, it is out of this world delicious if you like flower flavored things it's perfect mm. i mean if you just like food you should go to dishoom it's amazing anyway. yeah that's true if you like any flavor if you like flavor <laughs> yeah. at all yes go to please dishoom. go to dishoom <laughs> um dishoom is not a sponsor of the show we just love them they should be yeah and they should open up a location on fire island uh, call us dishoom what do they always say <laughs> yeah right <laughs> call me <laughs> all right my number three the overarching category is ginger uh, I, I love ginger in lots of different things. And what I like about it is that it can go a bunch of different ways. Um, so, you know, one very common thing that it's used for is lots of cuisines are based on the combinations of ginger, garlic, maybe soy mixed in, um, especially lots of Asian cuisines. It's just such a good combination uh, for like, you know, making this like savory base for lots of different dishes. I also just like ginger by itself or in some of the kind of lighter, more American possibly um, uses. So things like combining ginger with lemon, honey, and mint. That, that's a very common thing for like teas or candies. And it's just such a good combination. At fresh juice places will almost always have ginger as one of the mix-ins for the fresh juice. Ale. Um, yeah, ginger ale. <laughs> also good. Like uh, candied ginger, just like those like those like squishy gelled ginger like that's delicious i just love ginger flavor and th that's another one of those things where like if there is a ginger flavor option among something that i have to choose from whether it's you know a, a candy or a dessert or an ice cream or a drink or you know anything like that like i will usually choose that cocktails it works really well in um, you can mix it with pear also pear ginger is a fantastic combination so there's so many different ways to use ginger i just absolutely love it so my number three ginger what i really like about your flavors is that they're not my favorite flavors but i really like them so i again this is like how it, it works out right like i get to try all of the stuff that you will order with these kind of flavors, because these are like my tier two flavors. <laughs> Fig and ginger is like all my tier two stuff, which is great because I can order my own tier one and then I get to taste tier two from your dishes. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. <laughs> Thank you for being you. <laughs> it's all I can be. All right. What's your number two? Uh, my number two, I'm kind of like alternating between sweet and savory here. Like, so I had a savory with the dill and then I had a sweet with the rose cardamom. And now I'm going back to savory with a, um, all right, this is a slash, you know, two-sided thing. Cilantro slash chimichurri. Okay. All right. I could see that. Because I love 
cilantro flavor. I think it makes everything better when you are having any kind of like Mexican dishes or I th- I think it's my favorite herby flavor, like any kind of fresh herb. The smell of cilantro is just so delicious. And I know a lot of people have like that cilantro soap thing. Whereas I feel like if cilantro is missing from a lot of the dishes that cilantro usually shows up in, it's like it's like where that's what I want to have when I have that. Like the main flavor in guacamole. So it's cilantro. Like that's I want the it's the cilantro delivery device. Mm, that's really interesting. Yeah. And so it's like I like a really really strong cilantro, especially like when it's really fresh and it's kind of broken up. And as you take a bite of something, and because it's on top, it's like a, a sprinkly herb um, or mixed in, right? But they usually also garnish it with on top, and you can smell like a really strong cilantro as you're taking a bite of it. Like I I love I love that, and I think that part of the reason why this is a two sided pick is because chimichurri has like all of the fresh herbs kind of squished in together, held together with a an oil or something. So it's like this really fragrant, pungent, very green, bright flavor that I want to put on anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's supposed to be for steak or something like that, but I want it on everything. I've once had chimichurri on oysters. Oh, <laughs> talk about making noises. That combo... <laughs> so good ah I'll, it's great on chicken like any kind of savory dish i think is made better with chimichurri and the main reason for that is because of the fresh cilantro and the garlic and the parsley like all of that together is just so so wonderful but the highlight of it is the cilantro so cilantro slash chimichurri number two all right that's that's a pretty solid pick. Like, if there were sauces on the table, if there was, like, an array of sauces and one of them was chimichurri, that's the one I'm putting on everything on my plate. All right. My number two, this is going to be one of those kind of broad category things that half the listeners are probably going to get mad that I'm making it a choice. Fantastic. Um, salty fat. Oh, now I'm mad at that. I know. But this is the foundation for so many amazing foods that are just really good so especially when combined with some kind of bread or carbohydrate so if you think about it salty fat plus carbohydrate is the foundation for chips crackers it's also that like salty fat is cheese it's butter and those flavors that it's such a like dangerously good combination because it just you know it hits you just the right way and like just the simple enjoyment of something like buttered bread, you know, like but buttered toast or, you know, like the olive oil with the salt in it that you dip your fresh bread in at the Italian restaurants before your food comes. Okay, like, that's really good. Right. And what those flavors mostly are, are salt and fat and maybe a carbohydrate. And that's that combination your- is in everything. And I know it's not, you know, a, a recognized, like, <laughs> you know, famous food flavor or anything, but... It's really good. And, you know, I could I could have just picked, like, butter, which is great. You know, salted butter is amazing. Um, but, you know, it's, it's also cheese. It's also, you know, the, the olive oil and bread. Like, it, there's wait. so many other it, – it's crackers. It's chips. Wait, wait, wait. All right, all right. So you're saying that you would go for more – you would – you okay, you have an array in front of you mm-hmm. of, like, things of you're, – you're in a shop on a mini break choosing something to eat. <laughs> And 
In front of you is a plate of salty fat mm-hmm. and a plate of figs. And you would choose the salty fat over figs? The salty fat objects would be gone first. Would you choose the salty fat over a perfect fig? Probably not. So why is salty would, fat your number two? But I would eat more of it through the course of the meal. Like if I, but the, that's the just first thing I grab would be the fig. That's addiction. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, sometimes that's what makes things good. <laughs> the first thing I would grab would be the fig. But but then the figs would be gone, and then you'd eat all the salty fat. Like, yeah. but like, what if there's more fig than salty fat? I would probably eat more of the salty fat still. I just <sighs> <laughs> okay. All right. So it's your look. it's your list. It's your. I just, and I the, don't the salty fat covers more breadth. Salty fat breath. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's <laughs> what what you're we're at number ones now, right? We're at number one. All right. What's what's your number one? Here's the flavor that inspired this entire topic. It is a lavender London fog. Okay. So, what is London Fog? Well, first of all, you got the triple L. You have the alliteration right there. Lavender London Fog. Oh, wait, no, it's That's not. That's not it. Nope. What? Nope. Nope. <laughs> so, you like a lavender London log. <laughs> lavender London London Lunder Log. <laughs> lavender Lincoln Logs. All right. That's a we're, kid's we're village, right? The, yep. the, the, the Lunder Logs. Yep. <laughs> I was so excited for this. That's <laughs> enough. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. Lavender London Fog. A London Fog is a tea drink uh, based on kind of a black tea flavor. I'm not even really sure. I'm pretty sure it's just a black tea latte. So it's like it's milk prepared like a latte, but instead of coffee, it uses black tea. Yeah. I'm I'm not even sure if it's a real like a, a specific black tea or anything like that. I know when I'm out in the world and something says lavender London Fog, that's what I'm going to go for. And as I'm drinking it or or tasting it, it is just perfect to me. I love lavender flavor. I love really strong lavender flavor, like almost like I'm eating a, a sachet that's like in someone's sock drawer. Like it's okay, maybe not like the sock flavor, but, you know, it's like it's like that that I don't know why I like eating it so much. It tastes like I want to say it tastes like grandma's, but like <laughs> yeah, you, you like this is this is a, a a lavender is something that most people usually enjoy the smell of, but most people don't enjoy eating it. And even among those who do enjoy eating it, I feel like you enjoy it at a strength and concentration that even people who would tolerate eating a little bit of it would would definitely be put off by the amount that you like it. Yeah, it's like eating potpourri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. And the same with the rose too. You get some rose petals, some dried lavender. Yeah, you like eating flowers. I, I, I generally do not, with with a couple of small exceptions. But yeah. So yeah, like in cocktails, lavender is beautiful and wonderful. It pairs so well with gin. It it works with fruits for me. It works with you know a, a milky kind of. Um, any kind of latte kind of thing like that, or even ice cream. Oh, lavender ice cream. Oh, I love lavender in anything. I will pick lavender flavor over anything if we are out and there is like an entire, you go to like one of those ice cream places that have like 40 flavors of ice cream. I'm going to pick the lavender if they have it. I think it's also one of those things that a lot of places don't have it. So it isn't even an option. Ooh, lavender cupcakes or cakes or anything like that. So, so wonderfully good. Um, and the combination of 
the lavender with like a milky tea is just it pairs really well because you have like kind of that stronger more is black tea bitter would you describe it as that oh yeah i mean without without anything in it of course yeah yeah so you have like the the sweetness from the milk you have the bitter black tea and then you have like this floral lavender flavor that like kind of brightens everything up but yet it's still a little bit oh i don't want to say musky like maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what it's not the that. flavor profile is of lavender that's balancing with these. I'm not a, a flavorologist, even though I kind of want to be because I wish I had better words for this. But the way that they all harmonize together, that lavender and the the black tea, it just it it just makes my mouth so happy and my heart so happy. And like it smells so beautiful too while you're tasting it. That's another thing for me is like. If I'm smelling these things while I'm tasting them, it's even better. Where I find like a lot of flavors, you're not smelling them as strongly as you're eating them. Like the f- the smell of fig, I can't really quite imagine it. I, yeah, just, they don't I know really the have taste a strong of smell. fig. Yeah. yeah. There's not really much of us. Now, I mean, ginger has a really great smell. Yeah, ginger has a great smell. Salty fat doesn't really. No, salty fat doesn't have. Sometimes that can be a bad smell. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes Actually, you don't want that salty fat, bad smell. But yeah, number one. Right now in my life, Lavender London Log. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Lavender London Fog or even just anything lavender. I'll I'll separate those two. I also like just black tea flavored things. Like if, you know, something is tea flavored, I really, I really like that too. Yeah, I I don't actually like black tea very much, but I do enjoy black tea flavored things. Like among the tea family, I'm a green tea person, really. I I enjoy green tea by itself. Uh, Black tea... I'm still a little bit Ted Lasso about. Um, but anyway, <laughs> my number one, uh, the the overarching category. I'm so afraid of this. No, you shouldn't be. Okay, okay. The overarching category is tomato. And the reason. Really? So, yeah, tomato. It, it, you would think it, you, you kind of don't even think about tomato in, in modern American cuisine because it's everywhere. You know, like there's so it's, you know, you have all forms of it. You have from ketchup to pizza to you know tomatoes and salads or on sandwiches like we have we put tomatoes in everything and there's a reason for that because there's so many of them our mailman put tomatoes in our <laughs> mailbox he had so many that's true yeah when, when people grow tomatoes and, and it seems like when you grow tomatoes you have none for a while and then you have way too many all at once like it seems like that, that's that's the tomato growing pattern but anyway tomatoes are such an important part of of our cuisine and you know, you can you can go the ketchup direction or eat, like tomato paste is parts of so many things. Um, you can go, you know, when you combine tomato with almost any like cheese or creaminess, you can make things like tacos. You can make things like pizza um, the, and you can make these amazing breads that are I mean, we always joke like so so many things are basically pizza <laughs> if you, you think know? about it a lot of things are pizza yeah like if you're like oh well i i love this this is this amazing like you know fancy you know focaccia bread with with you know chunky tomatoes on top and parmesan like well okay that's pizza like you've just made pizza you like pizza yeah like you know oh this i i love this this like this pocket that has you know, some some mozzarella inside, and you dip it in tomato sauce. Well, that's pizza, yeah. Mozzarella sticks dipped in, in tomato sauce. That's also, pizza. that's pizza. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's so many things that are basically just pizza, including pizza, and pizza's really good. Like, so <laughs> this is why like, tomatoes are my number one um, because 
they have such breadth. You know, so many sandwiches are made better by either some sliced tomatoes or like some some sun dried tomato spread or tomato paste. Like it, it's it's such a great flavor. And when you get a really good fresh ripe tomato, there's a lot of complexity there. Like what you can just eat it by itself. Like one of the more common things in our kitchen, we usually have on the counter one of those like little plastic tubs of cherry tomatoes of whatever whatever kind I can get that's reasonably fresh in stock at, at you know at, at that at the, during the season. And cherry tomatoes are I'll just I'll just walk by in the kitchen and I'll just grab one and eat it. Like and it's good enough that I can eat just the tomato by itself. And usually they are fresh and ripe enough because it's hard to get ripe full-size tomatoes year-round, but you can almost always get pretty decent, like, tiny tomatoes year-round in most grocery stores. So I just walk by and grab one, and you just get so such flavor complexity from that. It, like, it's They're just really good. And then I put them in as much food as I can put them in. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, if I can get fresh tomatoes, I'll get that. Otherwise, I'll just put cherry tomatoes in everything. And they're just delicious. And then when you combine that with, you know, things like basil, you know, tomato basil or just tomatoes with salt. Tomato on them. basil and mozzarella pizza. Yeah, pizza. That's just pizza, <laughs> right? Like, it, there's just so many ways to use tomatoes, and and even by themselves, they're really good. And then they they are part of so many other amazing foods, and that's why they're my number one. I'm surprised, but I'm not mad. <laughs> that's, that's the story of us. <laughs> I, uh, some of my questions are going to come up in my honorable mentions. Okay. Because I feel like in my list of honorable mentions, we have a lot of shared favorite flavors. And the whole reason I wanted to do my honorable mentions last was because I was really worried that I would step on your top four toes because... (laughs) That's next week's, next month's episode, top four toes. (laughs) I mean, I really like a pinky toe. It's very cute. What's going to be the one that gets left out? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, four toes! Probably like the Maybe one, like the middle toe. The like, one who next cares? to the pinky toe. It's boring. The si- yeah, like the, That's the, the most vice, boring the toe. vice pinky. What is? Yeah, there, are there you, names? You have like the middle finger toe. That if you could stick it up, it's pretty cool. And then you have like what's you like know. your but like your third one, like the one in the middle. That well, that's just useless. No, it's it's the middle thing. It's the cursed toe. No, but this one's the cursed. Oh no, no. that's a thumb. Your big toe's a thumb. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, big toe is for balance. Like you gotta right. have yeah, that, that in the one. list. And yeah, then that might be my number one. The one next to my big toe, <laughs> it has my little like toe ring on it that's been on since I was like thirteen. So I yeah, think I that guess, would probably that be that well, would be my top toe because it's decorated. Yeah, it's the, it's the best decorated, the best dressed toe. Yeah, it anyway. is definitely best dressed. So okay, number one toe, best dressed. We've just toe. totally changed our audience. Like all, all the people who were grossed out by feet have instantly left, and now we gained all the feet people, which I'm not sure we want. I mean, a number two toe would have to be the big toe because it's balanced. So honorable mentions, and the pinky toe is so cute. Look, this one has a little dot on it. Honorable mentions. <laughs> I was worried about stepping on your top four flavor toes. <laughs> So my first honorable mention, <laughs> no, okay. I'll just go if you're not going to. No, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. I'll go. I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going to list like, just kind of like a big list. I have like a lemon, honey, mint kind of 
Yep. Those, all of those. Part of my ginger subcategory. Yep. yep. Yeah. So I was surprised you didn't pick like lemon. You always love lemon things or like key lime, like that kind of stuff. You love those flavors. like And graham? Oh my gosh. I'm so surprised you didn't pick graham. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're definitely going certainly in like the pie direction now. I was I was more like broad all foods. But okay. certainly within – if you narrowed it down to dessert flavors, certainly citrus would have gotten in there. Like because I love – almost every citrus flavor but we always get like that special lemon drink at mori mello in, right. in greenwich yeah i mean just as i said ginger lemon honey mint like that's that's a big <laughs> combination in okay. lots of things another thing i have on here is matcha we always pick matcha flavored stuff or like yeah. earl grey green tea green tea or- earl grey yeah these are great flavors uh coconut yeah although that's uh, i like actual coconut and coconut milk and things like that coconut flavored things can often go wrong and oh they can go sunscreen yeah which or, i'm okay with why am i okay with like wanting to eat like things that you shouldn't eat i, I don't know don't go near like, like tide pods or whatever sunscreen i like i want to eat them yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't eat don't eat potpourri no please don't um another one i had on my list was um something that you make and we talked about during our pasta episode the mushroom sage brown butter mm-hmm. i am getting so into mushrooms Oh, I think if you listen back to like really, really early top four mushrooms, I completely ruined mushrooms for a lot of people by comparing them to eating a certain body part, not toes, but another one that I won't mention because I don't want to like re-ruin for like new listeners Mm -hmm. mushrooms. I hear you. I also hear you, (laughs) but I love mushrooms now. I am so into them. And I think that that's one of those like I kind of grew out of my mushroom hatred or grocery <laughs> or hatred yeah i yeah. grew out of my mushroom hatred and now i adore mushroom flavor it's so good but it didn't make my top four because i don't think it's been around long enough for me to uh to love it yeah mushrooms haven't been around for very long oh <laughs> i you know what i mean um another one i have is like almond paste slash marzipan flavor yeah that's another but like that's i also a really love like flavor. regular almonds too but i think almonds are really good when they're compared to when they are like uh sweetened up yeah i actually i i've recently decided that i don't like almonds like plain because they're even just the not fancy, worth it even the fancy ones the marconas they're they're better but to me i'd rather i'd rather have a better nut i'd rather have a cashew or a pistachio or a macadamia like you know there's so many better nuts but there's another um, thing nut flavors i mean we have done top four nuts so. yeah but yeah almonds are fine but i love almond flavored things like almond almond flavoring is a great element in so many things almond cake is kind of one of my favorite yeah. cakes cookies goes really well in Ooh, yeah. even like if you're gonna have like a flavored coffee drink usually i don't like flavored coffee that much but if you're gonna have flavored coffee i would say usually almond is the superior nut flavor to hazelnut for coffee I even agree. though i like them both but i think almond flavoring goes with more things and, and is a little bit more refined um, another going along the nut flavors, pistachio. I, yeah. Again, like in cakes and cookies and stuff, pistachio flavor is so good. And ice cream. Uh, in our town, there is a dish at one of the restaurants that they put pistachios on top of like a burrata dish. It is really good. Yeah, pistachios re- work really well with a lot of things. Like in salads and stuff, I like a pistachio flavor. I think it adds like a really fantastic element. And it's pistachios unlike a lot of other flavors i think it kind of goes well with like that rose and pistachio Ooh, rose and pistachio and cardamom Ooh, put them all together there you go (laughs) yes all right one of my honorables is um parmesan hmm parmesan by you know i hate to admit that john syracuse was right about something stop 
but he's, <laughs> he's all over this episode what's he, happening he really is but parmesan by itself is a really great flavor it's a it's very complex and uh, you know I, I love like in general i love like hard aged cheeses and the flavors that come along with them i love aged goudas we you know we had our whole cheese episode we went through all this um but and parmesan is just a really great flavor and it, and it goes with lots of different things you know a lot i mean obviously most italian flavors but also you know you can just you can have it by itself you can have it you can you can involve it in in sauces or you can even just kind of you know mix it up with some water in just the right way and make it its own sauce by itself um, it, it can be a complementary flavor on things like pizza and everything else in the tomato family so, salt and fat chips yeah parmesan chips. exactly yeah, parmesan chips parmesan crackers like it, yeah it, parmesan is a really great instance of salt and fat put together in in a very nice way i also have on my list uh grapefruit and basil together together huh oh there's that cocktail over at mcguire's mm. Ooh, it's so nice with like the fresh grapefruit and then the 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 basil the herbiness of the basil it's so delicious oh it's such a wonderful combination to have like that brightness with kind of like the more earthier leaf flavor of a basil uh it's really really good and i also like them separate too or like you have a grapefruit olive oil Ooh, grapefruit like olive oil cake <gasps> so good <laughs> put a little basil leaf on top of that oh yeah i i do i love grapefruit um but yeah basil with it it's an an interesting combo i i think that would even make a really nice like shampoo (laughs) yeah probably that i won't eat yeah definitely not (laughs) um all right and then my final honorable mention is the, the one flower that i think i enjoy eating the most what hops Oh, not the dog, the, the, the actual ingredient, uh, you know, hops is, it, you know, this is, this is the flavor that makes beer balanced, you know, cause without, without hops being a bittering agent, uh, beer would just taste like, you know, sweet grain soup, <laughs> basically, <laughs> which is not pizza. <laughs> <laughs> not, no, <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, so hops makes beer, you know, balanced and, and interesting and, you know, obviously, there's lots of different ways to use it, um, and we talked about this in, in our in our beer types thing. But but one of the uh, I think most complex beers before we got into the age of sours, which I'm not super into, um, was the age of like IPAs, and that's just putting the hops very far forward in the flavor and having lots of lots of hops flavoring. And the more recent um, trend that I've really enjoyed so much is the hazy IPA. And when you have a fresh hazy IPA. You pour it. You have a little bit, little bit of that foam on top. When you take that first sip, you smell that like fresh hop smell. That's what you're smelling. You're smelling very rich hops flavor, and that's what makes hazy so good. Is like very you know a lot of complexity brought forward by the hops, and I I love that flavor. I love you know bitter savory kind of flavors, and there's just so much complexity available there when it's when it's done well. And so I absolutely love a, a good hops flavor. Every time you say hops, hops kind of looks at you. I know. I, I kind of wanted to. I'm sorry, puppy. <laughs> yeah, he's over there. He, he's confused. Uh, my final honorable mention is, again, something that I'm really surprised that you didn't have on your list. It's coffee. See, coffee I, flavored things are so good. I love coffee. Coffee flavored things I often don't love. You know, I, I, th- I think I mentioned this before. Like part of the part of the problem with a lot of coffee flavored things to me is that. 
I don't really like coffee with milk very much. And many coffee flavored things taste more like coffee with milk mm. than the black coffee I actually okay, enjoy. That, that's fair. That's fair. And so, like, you know, coffee-flavored ice cream. I don't like coffee-flavored ice cream because it just, it's just a frozen latte, basically. Yes. You know, which many people like, and I understand, but but I... Put lavender in it. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't like that. You know, coffee-flavored candies, coffee-flavored desserts. Sometimes it works for me, and a lot of times it doesn't. And that's why I, I didn't put that as, like, a, a top flavor, even though I do enjoy coffee, the drink by itself, quite a lot. All right, that's a that's a lot of flavors, and I keep thinking of like all the cool ways to combine them. Like, ooh, and macaroons. Macaroons does this, they do such a good job of combining savory flavors with a sweet flavor. Ooh, or mochi ice cream. Yeah, you know why macaroons oh. are so good? Almond base, right? Yep. Subtle almond base, and then you can put in savory, like sweet macaroons, like macaroons like with sweet flavors, like you know fruit jellies. Those are good. But my favorite macaroons are always the ones that are either citrus based as the like you know a citrus cream filling or some kind of savory cream like a matcha green tea or an earl gray or something like those are that's a great combination are macarons pizza no i think we covered this topic really well and we have a wonderful episode for you to listen to while you're doing a whole bunch of holiday driving and you can't stop and eat anywhere oh god and or the only places you can stop and eat are like fast food places that will serve almost none of these flavors salty fat though salty they'll, fat yes they'll they serve salty fat possibly so. with a tomato on this on, somewhere in the middle of it that tastes like nothing but yeah good luck with that or pizza <laughs> pizza is probably a safe bet 